0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch
1: this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find Sports Grids Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Yeah, this is the second hour of our show. You'll want to make sure that you catch our first hour on demand. Go over to the YouTube channel sportsgrid.com. Great to be with you guys here. Memorial Day weekend is coming up, and Joe and I will be back here for our weekend edition of the show. Make sure you tune in Saturday morning, Sunday night. Joe, uh, Diamond Bets is on Sunday as well. What's on the docket for Diamond Bets this weekend? Uh,
0: Sunday, it's time to reboot the previews. It's Previews 2.0. We're going to get into some team over-unders here. We're going to be previewing all of the American League East teams and how a shortened season could potentially change How you might be wagering on some of them, plus also the latest on the Aaron Judge injury, which from a lot of buzz around the New York area, the words he's going to try to give it a go keep coming about. And in my universe, those are some scary words. So we got a lot of that going on, plus some uh, some season totals cut in half, how we feel about some of the wagering and really how hot streaks are really going to make a significant difference, potentially in a shortened season, both with individual players and with teams so check that out on sunday in the morning or in the early afternoon depending on where you're living over on diamond bet so it's good times with Matt striker and myself
1: and my prediction is for your show this weekend this will be the last show that you talk about baseball without actually knowing if they're when they're <laughs> what is going to be <laughs>
0: oh man be i hate your prediction because <laughs> it's like this will be your last show
1: this is it no 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is this is, is going to be the last no. show that you're going to have to do that you're going to have to fake your way through it. After this week, oh, well, you're we going to know. Fake?
0: Let me tell you, we have not been fake. Matt Stryker and I have had some fantastic. I've been faking my way
1: through it since the last three months here. Well, oh, that's
0: that di- well, you've had to be doing it every day. We're doing it once a week. And we have done the nostalgia, but we've also done a lot of current talk at the same time. We've had a lot of fun. We've done a lot of bits. We even did a baseball card bit, and we're going to bring that game back called Flipping Cards, where I ask Matt some provocative, fun questions about two baseball cards and the pictures. And God knows there's been some awful pictures on baseball cards. So if you yep. missed that, you can go look on demand on that. Plus, also this week, spoiler my head is going to be on a very famous cartoon character. So uh, okay. it's going to be... Uh, what
1: was the, wor- what was the worst-looking card? What was the most awkward one? I think I know what it is all the
0: time. Well, the most fun one we did, I, I can't remember what year in the 60s it was. It was a Don Mossy card.
1: Okay,
0: and no, Don Mossy was know. the guy with the big giant ears. If you Google Don Mossy card, you'll see. The guy looks like he's 112 years old. Okay. And then there was an 86 Fleer Tom Pachoric, And we put them side by side. And Tom Pachoric had a full head of giant gray hair. He looked like the assistant vice principal at your school for the last 35 years in mm-hmm. high school. And the question was... Who's older in this picture? And it was it was quite a barn burner. We also who has the best dating profile pick? There was one of Ricky Leday and uh, '85 tops Gary Pettis, where he's doing this, where he looked like the the sixth member of Color Me Bad. I I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, and he's not Uh, uh, leading
2: anything.
1: He's just doing this, which is weird. I don't know. uh, I remember. Yeah, Gary Pettis was uh, has been a coach with the Astros. Oh, sure, absolutely. So
0: it was it was fun stuff like that. We put it to me. Have you
1: ever seen Jim Pankovitz's card?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. There are so many classics. We had one. It was the Glenn Hubbard with the snake against Bip Roberts with the sombrero. Who had the wilder night out? Lots of fun things like that. So if you like yeah. silliness, if you like baseball, Diamond Bets is the show for you. So go out there and like check I it. Like
1: I said, they're faking it, but still, it'll be on the this weekend. All right. <laughs> NFL 2020 futures. We're going to take a look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and when their first win of 2020 will occur. Before we do that, let me be very clear. These are the odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So if you sign up for FanDuel and you log in and just create a username and a password, uh, sign yourself up. If you feel like making bets this time of the year, they have these bets available. I misspoke yesterday by saying it was only the Giants and Jets. They have about a half dozen teams where you can actually bet when they will win their first game. So we're gonna do the Buccaneers and the Broncos on today's show. Let's start off with Tampa Bay. So here it is, the first win for the Bucks, and here are the odds. If you, if you select and you bet $100 on the Bucks to go to New Orleans in game one and win, you bring back $155. That's a very good bet if you win, if you believe that's going to happen. They'll be a huge underdog in that game regardless. They're plus 155. Uh, FanDuel is telling you the most likely scenario of all of the scenarios is that essentially... The, uh, the Bucks lose at New Orleans, and then they come back home and they beat the Panthers in Game 2. Is it just as simple as that? We shall see. Game 3, uh, they play the Broncos, plus 850, so it's about 8.5-1. to one. Then things get wacky. If the Bucks don't win the first three games, you can make some serious money if Tampa Bay starts 0-3. You, you bet them to beat the Chargers, you get 13-1 on your money. They start 0-4, they beat the Bears, you get 46-1. to This is only Game 5 and then game 6 you get 75 to 1 on your money what fanduel is telling you is Tampa Bay is going to be pretty good and the odds are they're going to win either their first or their second game of the season if they don't you would hit it really big if the bucks joe struggled right out of the gate they just uh, fanduel does not anticipate clearly that happening
0: well uh, and and rightfully so i think there's going to be a lot of energy on the team i don't think there's going to be enough energy for them to win opening week in New Orleans, I think that's a tall order. I really do. I wouldn't put anything past Brady, but at the same time, I think that's a tall order to go into that building, first out of the gate and win. After that, it would be surprising if they didn't win the Panthers, but you're right, that's where things kind of get wacky here. If not for the Panthers, I mean, what would be a scenario where they wouldn't, like, wh- where does the bleeding stop? If if they lost in New Orleans and then they lost at home in the home opener to Panthers, which is highly unlikely. You never Going- know. Going to Denver is no piece of cake. We all Going know that Going
1: to Denver at the beginning of the season is, you, you bet your life with Denver the first few games at home, the teams are not caught up to playing oh. at altitude. Oh. Then the Broncos go in the tank, and you could just go against them all day long. But the first couple first of couple, games, yeah. no matter how bad Denver is, I don't go against Denver the first couple of weeks. After that, no. cool, no problem. So I and don't I feel like this is a repeat of
0: yesterday's do. show where I keep circling the Chargers because I just don't think the Chargers are a very good football team. They have some players. That would, again, be the one that I would circle. Okay, 13-1 to 1 is where you, they're definitely going to beat the Bears. But for them to lose to the Chargers, Broncos, Panthers, and Saints in a row and go 0 4, that's not happening. That uh, what do look,
1: you? It, what kind of chance I, do you give them against the Saints? Because I really don't uh, give them that. Time. That to me is the most value of all of the ones here. That that would be the one the that upset Week One. Well, look, I don't I don't mind laying 110 to win 100. That's not bad at all. And if you think about it, it's an interesting bet because if you did bet them to beat uh, the Panthers, you're essentially getting a free roll on Tampa Bay with no spread against Carolina. It's if if indeed they lose at you would need them to lose at the Saints. Okay, that has to happen, which I think but is when, very likely. Right, but when in sports could you get a team and and let's if if we assume and we can't assume, but if we assume that the Bucks season is going to play out to at least 500 or a little bit better and the Panthers are going to be sub 500 and probably much worse. We think, but we don't know for sure. The Bucks probably game two against Carolina at the minimum are seven point favorites, at the minimum seven. And here, you get them on the money line minus one ten. So, it's either one or two for me. I am out on the rest of them. It w- I would either bet the first yeah. or the second. I think you bet. I think you bet two. I think one is highly unlikely.
0: I I just do. I think two is very likely because I think at the end of the day, what's going to happen is the Panthers are a very young defensive unit. They spent all seven of their draft picks on defense and they've really turned that defense over and they brought in some really good young players onto that defense. But the problem is, there's a lot of youth there. And I think what will happen in that game, even if it's close at the half, I think you'll start to see Tom Brady make the adjustments and start to kind of expose the youth of that defense. And I think that's going to be the problem. there. also Bruce Arians, you know, also going against a, a first year head coach too. I think that will, even if the Panthers are very competitive and it's maybe they're even winning at the half, who knows crazy things can happen. I just don't see them leaving on that first home game in Tampa with Tom Brady with an L. I just I don't see that happening. So, that second game for me is the one as well. And if, if it goes, oh, if they start 0 and 2, though.
1: It's what, what, a, what a
0: crazy narrative to start the year that would be if they start 0 and 2 and then go to Denver and lose and go 0 and 3. Ooh, national media would be I would turning tell you up. that
1: it's more like, I believe it's more likely they go 0 and 3 than 3 and 0. I'm not a huge believer. Oh, I think. 100%. I,
0: I, here we go. We're actually in agreement again. I, I'm with you. I think it's far more likely mercenary teams do not work out all the time, bringing all these stars and different pieces from other organizations that have worked. Things don't always gel together. I know Brady's trying to work out with the guys and know Cameron break was just out yesterday talking about it. And I get that. I know that's Tom Brady's MO and I am the biggest Tom Brady mark in the universe. Got the Funko pops. I got everything, but I just find it hard to believe that he's going to go in there and just find immediate success. I hope he does. I'm rooting for him, but I don't think it's a good wager.
1: All right, now let's look at the uh, the other team that we're going to talk about today on their first win of 2020. And for this portion, we're going to talk about the Denver Broncos in 2020. Um, and here are their odds to win their first game. Week one against the Titans. You look at it and go, whoa, why, how? Titans, they're good, but why are they minus 14? And that speaks to what Joe and I were just talking about. The Broncos at home at the beginning of the year are unstoppable. It is amazing if you look at their track record at home against the spread and uh, and even straight up. Uh, so, assuming they win that one, they go to Pittsburgh. They're plus 430. They play Tampa Bay. They're plus 480. I know Joe has that week four circled at plus 750. Uh, at New England, 20 to one versus the Dolphins, 17 to one. Let me tell you something. Denver's in big trouble, man. <laughs> this
2: is not, this <laughs> Schedule does not look good. You know what? I think it looks they, real good. They
1: better week be four. much better than what everybody. They may be they better be as good as everyone thinks that they're going to be, or else they're going to be one and five or zero oh and six. Uh, I think it looks real good week four. Uh, you know people want to hear it. I'm
0: and sorry. And what if Jeff they fans. lose that one? Well, if they lose, they lose. But what if they we win be it? Zero and six, man. If we put hundred on that plus seven fifty. That ain't bad. <laughs> so that's not a bad day's work. I just, I don't, I look at what the. The Broncos have, potentially. They have not one but two running backs, and they have a fair amount of targets, and they do not match up well, the Jets, against that. There's too many weapons on that Broncos okay. team. They so just so the Jets don't have enough people to guard. So
1: you're basically well, know saying the, the team that stinks, that's 0-3 out of the gate, is going to go beat the Jets at the Jets, and then yep. you probably think they're going to lose Week 5 and probably Week 6, too. Maybe Week 6, right? Uh, There's was, a chance. They, there's a chance they
0: could win Week Five, and there's a chance. I, there's a very good chance they win Week
1: Six. I think
0: they're a two and four team to start the year. Sure. They could even be three and three if they steal one from either New England or um, maybe they steal that first one. Maybe Tennessee comes out a little flat, you know. And, and that's the funny thing, you know. This year's Cinderella could always be next year's pumpkin. We've seen it happen time and time again where a team starts, everything went right, everything, every bounce of the ball went their way, and the next year they come out. And they're flat, and they're not the same team that they were the year before, and they struggle out of the gate. So the thing that made them huggery is the thing that's not there anymore for them, which is the underdog, because now everybody's expecting them to be good, and expectations sometimes fall differently on different teams. I will say this. I think the Jets week four is a really good wager. I think that's a—I a, just—look at that roster on the Jets. I mean, like I said, have been working on the Black Book for a month now. We've been peeling into these rosters and these depth charts it's a very weak Jets roster across the board. God forbid they have an injury or two. Forget it. We all know injuries are going to happen.
1: I would take the first game. I think they'll be Tennessee. Hate to go chalk, but Denver at home week one. It's almost a certainty to me. All right, we'll uh, take a quick time out on Fantasy Sports today. We got plenty more to come here on the show, including our friend Gray Albright from Ras Ball. He's coming up in just a little bit. And as Joe and I mentioned earlier in the show, You may want to uh, check in on your old basketball and baseball cards. You may have a gem that you don't know about as cards have made their way back during this time in quarantine. We'll be back with more fantasy sports today in just two minutes, don't go away. And welcome back. Coming up, Gray Albright will join us here on Fantasy Sports today. And then Joe and I will be back for one final segment where we basically become garage hunters and tell you to go dig into your closets to see if you have these trading cards. We may do this every week until the pandemic is over, which who knows when it's going to be over. So we may do a lot of this because, unfortunately, Joe, I think we have run uh, the gamut. Loves the segment. We've been doing it for now almost two months. But if you combine that two months, that is uh, about 50, 60 days of of going through stadiums and players, which we have done. And in each of the days, we did two. So we went through about 100. We were sort of running out of, of places to do. I, I fully expected by now us to have some live good sports to talk about. So it, it didn't happen, unfortunately.
0: I'm surprised you expected it by now.
1: I would have thought that uh, I did. I did.
2: really. i well.
1: optimistic. Well, look. I
0: mean, maybe, uh, maybe we all. You know what my
1: prediction was? I'll tell you what. My prediction didn't come. Well, I can't say that it didn't come true yet because we still have time. But my prediction was when this first happened. Now, when it first happened, I didn't know what to expect, so I take that back. So I would say probably like around April first, maybe two weeks in. My prediction was that. Some miracle vaccine was going to be out. It was just like going to save us because we always get bailed out in this country of different situations. You mean
0: by science?
1: Yeah, usually we do. I, right. I felt like like all oh, the asteroids coming. Oh no, Ben Affleck moved it. You know, like I like I. You know what I'm saying? Like like something, uh, you know, <laughs> hurricanes going to destroy Florida. Well, not. Were so Were you much. listening like, to like an Aerosmith power ballad while this was happening? Or yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It was it was. Uh, Jamie's got a gun, but okay, so. <laughs> So I thought that by now something was going to happen and like, wow, we got this crazy uh, vaccine and it's good and everyone can take it. And now we can all go out and do things again. And no, we're yeah. not there. And I guess you didn't know fair. how
0: vaccines work. That's, uh, that's good. Now you no, know. I did
1: know. I did know how it worked, but maybe it wasn't necessarily that or it was something else that was just going to pop up out of nowhere and just save our ass. Didn't do it. Didn't well,
0: you know, I don't want to turn this into a political show, so we won't do that. But I, I'll say this. I think um I know I'll, since you were doing predictions, I'll know what my prediction was. Uh Originally, I was hoping and I thought that it was very realistic to get baseball back somewhere around July 4th, because in my mind, I thought, well, if you looked at what went on in China and South Korea and some other places, there was it seemed like two months of you know, 60 plus day quarantine, even Italy had this as well. And then eventually things were starting to open back up again. I think we're in the starting to open back up again phase, but then like baseball and other sports would start to ramp up. I actually did not think that the NBA would come back. I did not think the NHL would come back. So actually that would be a great surprise to me personally. If baseball is the one that doesn't come back and then the NBA ends up finishing a season, I just did not think that was going to be likely just because again, the kind of games, the NBA, plays and you know it's indoor as opposed to outdoor which is another thing too to, to always consider a closed environment as opposed to an open air environment um so the the difficult thing with baseball as opposed to football too is you know people start to panic about football season football's once a week there's so much time as you put so astutely on yesterday's show to prepare for this and to have things in place for the nfl and i am sure the nfl has plans contingency plans and then plan c d e f and g as well wouldn't you think by now
1: uh, I don't know that they have it by now, but they have so much time. They'll get it. They'll get it figured out. I, they don't have as much time I, as
0: you think. It's only three months away.
1: <laughs> June, um, July, June, July, August. July, August. I mean, August is preseason. Yeah, I mean, it's let's be honest. About ninety days. It's about ninety days, so they don't have to have a preseason this year. I don't think it's necessary. No one really hey. thinks it's necessary. I never think if there's no fans, there's no fans in in the NFL, then there's definitely not going to be preseason. So mm-hmm. There's no need right i mean all all that is is a money grab for the nfl and what else is it
0: well i mean they always the, the coaches the coaches always swear by preseason that well this is our opportunity to get a look at players and yeah you know, we got to be able to look at the guys the and the the only make thing that happens in the
1: preseason is guys get hurt and miss the year that's that's the preseason the oh, tell me about it man whatever it has was happened last in the preseason by the movement.
0: way let, let we can go back for the last 5 years i mean there's been quite a run of that too i mean we talked about Elman earlier in this show there was one guy I mean, we, we've had a lot of guys out for the year of preseason in the last couple of years. It seems like everybody holds their breath. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrew Luck just straight up retired. Dice. <laughs> like pre- yeah. Dice is another one. Uh, I think, is it Benjamin? Got well, hurt but like pre- you said, preseason? you you got to start else preparing else. now
1: for that. You got to prepare for that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Really well, I think the NFL is going to have those things to play. I really do. And and the fact, baseball is such a bear, and this is the burden of baseball is the schedule. 162 games or, you know, basically playing six to seven days a week potentially. This is the difference. This is what's, you know, the most challenging with baseball is the fact that it's an everyday sport and you have to have things in place every day. Even the NBA is a couple of days in between some games. You can spread things out. It's definitely
1: not baseball. <laughs> you know,
0: it's like you play. No,
1: it's not going to be easy. Hopefully, no. hopefully look uh, I was wrong on another prediction there. I thought by now we would know something. They're just, uh, look, they're running out of time now. I mean, it's, uh, it's the, I mean, well, this what's is their What's their
0: be... deadline? Because they, they had a, an actual date, did they not? No. Mm-hmm. I thought they had a soft date and they wanted to yeah. figure this out. I thought it was June 8th. I thought I had heard that, but June June perhaps I was. So.
1: Uh, who knows? I don't know. Well, I mean, we're like. I, I, next week, it's got to be. <laughs> I mean, they gotta figure it out by now. They can't figure it out June eighth. Well, they, they gotta report to spring training.
0: So I guess let's let's open this up. So let's say doomsday. NBA decides it's not worth it. NHL decides it's not worth it. Huh? Everyone's putting their baskets their their fruit in the basket of the NFL. Right. Everyone's just waiting for that, and hopefully that'll happen. Major League Baseball cancels everything. Yeah. Do we then just turn over to complete NFL focus then for the next two months on this show? On every show, on everything, on every sports fan's mind. Because no. I hate to break it to a lot of people, there is a large contingent of even people who play fantasy baseball that, once July hits, a lot of them start to lose interest and start pivoting because football's yeah, happening. I will. In- I
1: will. Baseball. I mean, I can't speak to what everyone else will do. I will not do that. So I don't. I don't know. But well, me, it looks yeah, like I you're gonna have I a don't. lot of wax packs and a lot of gum to eat. Look, I've I've done more NFL content in the last two months than I've ever done on any show I've done in 20 years because there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. But just because there's nothing else doesn't mean that I'm going all in on something that I don't think that people have a lot of interest in. I'm doing it because, essentially, we are left with nothing. I mean, we have—we we, are—every do every single sports show in the country for the last five weeks has done hours and hours and hours of of content on a television show about a season or seasons that hasn't happened in 25 years. I mean— You could say whatever you want about The Last Dance and about the show, and we can have these arguments, but there's no way that kind of coverage is happening if there are live sports going on right now. There is no possible way that the morning wake-up shows, hot take shows, are spending their entire two- and three-hour shows talking about the show the night before. No chance, none, zero. There's games, there's NBA playoffs. Mm -hmm. That becomes a sideshow to what is going on right now. And because we don't have that, it is diving into things that I wouldn't normally do. Now I'm I would rather do that than spend an hour on the KBO. No offense to the KBO, because I just don't think that there's a strong enough base for that. But that's where, when if if indeed that ended up happening and all of those things were canceled and starting with baseball, then that is a deep soul search for me at that point. I am gonna, um, you know, clearly <laughs> have to figure out what it is that people are craving and they want to see. I personally will completely disagree. I, I don't care what happens. I don't think anybody is interested in, uh, in drafting or paying attention to fantasy football until football season begins.
0: Um, All right. Well, here's another question too. Do you that. believe that there's any way that the NCAA can justify trying to put out a college football season under the in guidelines? Very hard, if, I mean, if there, the and that the that NFL, crush people more than
1: the NFL, it will, it will crush a lot of people
0: more than the NFL. There's a lot more people out. There's a lot, uh, not more, but there's a lot of people out there like you who, Love college football more than professional football. And it's very difficult to put a bunch of student athletes out there in danger, potentially. That's that's the biggest one I struggle with is the college athlete, because the professional is one thing, (laughs) the college athletes, another, especially school to school, too. I mean, it's just so many environments cross contaminating potentially. And, you know, this is this is definitely one of the more difficult things, I think. Uh, I know saying Ohio State said yesterday that they expect 20 or 40,000 fans possibly
1: uh, and that was for uh, Listen, that, that would all that would all be great. I, I guess I guess where I would take an exception to what you said before, going back to your initial point, was in theory you are correct in the timeline of saying that football is only ninety days away. But in a pandemic and what we're experiencing, every day anything can happen and anything can change. In a week mm-hmm. from now, things could be totally great. In a week from now, we could have everything canceled for the next six months. So while it is, in theory, yes, it's coming up soon, because of what's happening in the world, it's not really soon. There, are, like so many things can change and so many things can happen. Um, I do strongly believe that the the NFL is going to play but there are scenarios that they don't They, i mean the, they, you never know i'm not ruling anything out next week a month two months
0: once a week makes it a lot more palatable it makes it a lot easier to prepare it makes it a lot easier to move games it makes it a lot i mean i it's understand once but a week, joe that's the if, difference if no Tom I,
1: on march 17th announced he had the coronavirus. Do you really think that the NFL would have just continued their season had that happened no. in March? No. The continued, no. So what Started I'm saying with, is yes. if that it if would all these resumed, people are— yes. It wouldn't have resumed by
0: now. They wouldn't have resumed in 60 days. No, but they would have resumed because maybe, that is the NFL. Maybe.
1: The NFL
0: is—look, there might not be a business in this country outside of Amazon that has the power in this country— you know, pharmaceutical things aside, than the NFL. The NFL is a juggernaut in this. It's the it's the equivalent of, you know, the high end soccer in England. It's those big things, and I know some of those got shut down too, but they will resume. They I know they all stop, but again, not resumed. I don't think we're going to be in a place where. Uh, life will never resume again. Like that is, that's also silly. That's also not seeing. No, I, I know. I just don't
1: think things. that, I, I don't personally think that you could say, oh, 90 days is really soon because it's it's in, in what we're going through right now. We don't know what next week is going to look like. No, don't but I tell I, you what next month is going to look like. I no, think they have a that's... lot of time because the reason why I say that is because a lot of time, because it, it feels like in inter- the last two months, it felt like 10 years. So what will the next three months be like? I I have no idea. Uh, I think the next three months, I could
0: tell you already from the fantasy sports world and what's going on out there. People have very, I mean, they pivot usually in July. They're pivoting already to a lot of best ball drafts in the NFL. They're looking at a lot of leagues. They're having discussions already about running backs, uh, running back by committees. They're having discussions about players in new spots. There's a lot of NFL talk going on, and in the fantasy community, I think NFL has already basically started even earlier than it usually does, which is usually mid-June, end of July, when people really start talking about it.
1: There's also millions of people who watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It doesn't mean that I have to. <laughs> we will take a quick timeout on fantasy sports today. Gray Albright from Razball is gonna join us next, and then we're gonna dive into some interesting cards from your collection. You may have these. And they're worth a lot more than you think. We'll be right back on Fantasy Sports today after this.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Always fun to check in with our good buddy from RasBall, Razball.com, where the projections are constantly changing to adjust to a uh, constant idea of a possible and impossible baseball season. Every week, I feel like we're headed toward a new story, so we bring in Gray Albright from RasBall to touch on that and just exactly what's been going on with Gray this week. Gray, thanks for coming on again. What's going on?
2: Oh, hey, what's going on there, Gregory? How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. It's great to see you. Great to talk to you. Anything new in your life this week you want to get out there before we get to some sports?
2: Uh, well, I did a quarantine haircut. It didn't work out so well for me. I, uh, I'm a little bit embarrassed, but I uh, i look like Jimmy Hoffa.
1: <laughs> you look like Nicholson and Hoffa, you do that, like that really close cut. Um, <laughs> I don't understand Bertie. though. But your wife? Where's your wife in all this?
2: Oh my god! I think, yeah. See, the problem is, I think my wife is cross-eyed because she's the one who did this. I was oh. like, I was like, hold on a second. You got to go with a three on the buzzer first, and then you work down to zero. And she's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> It's like, my number one attribute is my hair. It's really upsetting. Woo! You know. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
1: well, Are you still not leaving? You know, you can go get a haircut if you want.
2: I can't. Can't go out. What do you mean? Oh, I can't go out. Not in LA. I don't think everything. I don't think anything's open yet in LA. To be totally to. right.
1: Oh, in Florida. I, you know, here in Florida, you know, they're just they. You know, uh, we're, we're, lick, we're licking the pavement here. We don't oh care.
2: yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually, I didn't want to drive to Florida to get a haircut, but that's a good idea. No, I'm glad you it. You could mentioned. have
1: done it. <laughs> you could have done it. the The, the Rays the, the Tampa Bay Rays are giving out haircuts at their place.
2: The Tampa Bay Razors. <laughs> Is there anything to make money? Hey, who wants a haircut from uh Hyman Joy? Come here. I like He Man Joy, by the way. He Man, He Man, Hyman. I, I don't, don't think it, I don't
1: think I think you're thinking of Hyman Roth, maybe perhaps. I just assume
2: that's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh,
1: too many Godfather movies for you this week. What what did you do this week? Anything fun? Any good uh, TV?
2: Yeah, oh TV? Yeah. No, I was watching the Great on Hulu. I uh, it's what is about it? it's about Catherine the Great. It's good. It's with uh, L Fanning, uh, Dakota Fanning's sister. It has. Uh, it's a uh, interesting period piece. I enjoyed it.
1: Okay, good. I, I watched uh, I, I forget the name of it. Missy something. The wrong Missy uh, Netflix movie where David Spade texts. Uh, it's it's an Adam Sandler film essentially where David Spade texts. Uh, uh, he meets a girl named Missy, and then he went on a, another date with a girl named Missy, texts the wrong one, and they end up going on vacation together. And then, as you would guess, shenanigans ensued from there.
2: <laughs> shenanigans always. I uh, I actually, I didn't like the Adam Sandler movie, Uncut Gems. I don't know. Did you see that? Everyone. You know what?
1: I was so looking forward to seeing it, but I heard it was really hard to watch. I never saw it.
2: It was really lame. I don't know. I feel like... I might have been the only person who didn't like it, but now...
1: No, I heard that from a lot of people, unfortunately.
2: Mm, ah, There you go, then. Also, I watched The Lighthouse this weekend, which I didn't like at all. Either. <laughs> I usually am not this tough of a critic, but I didn't like it. It was the uh, William Defoe, Robert Pattinson movie, where they're in yeah. a house. <laughs> I didn't
1: see it, but I'm aware of it.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I I wasn't a huge fan. He talks... It's like the entire movie. He's uh, It's like Talk Like a Pirate Day. Like what's going on? I, have uh, I love that
0: kind of movie. are
2: not my favorite movie.
1: So, so you and I are involved in this uh, in the picture List convention next weekend. We're both pre- we're both presenters. I'm I'm a little more worried about you than me. What are you presenting?
2: <laughs>
1: presenting what exactly are you presenting?
2: I'm presenting myself. Now I have a uh, a whole seminar for quarantine haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's in the back going, woo,
3: woo, woo, <laughs> you it know. You
2: watched you watch someone do your hair, you watch someone cut your hair for like, you know, your whole life, and you're like, how hard could it be? And, <laughs> and then you like, realize. And then you're like, whoa. So that's why they go to cosmetology school. I uh I'm not presenting. I'm gonna be on a panel where oh, okay. we talk about uh player profiles or something
1: i don't you're very good at fantasy i don't think people realize that i mean you come off like you know you're fun and
2: (laughs) clownish but but you're
1: really you're really good like you're really a good player you really are so i'll 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 tune into that I'll, i'll i feel like when i'm i'm not intimidated by you we've been playing against each other now for a few years but i know like by your mannerisms in the auction when a player goes off or not, like I'll put a little star by that. Oh, like Gray, like that guy. Like I, I think you know your values well. I think you know what you're doing.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I try. It's the only thing I really care about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's obvious. <laughs> Look at your head.
2: <laughs> well, are you- else.
1: <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing a, um, like a inside baseball, what it's like to be covering the game and sort of having some inside info info on players and stuff like Are
2: that. you doing, like, a uh, AV presentation, or is it just, like, you're winging it?
1: I'm assuming I just show up and, and don't get a haircut. That's it. <laughs> <I'm assuming. laughs> right. Do you see how high... Like, people thought I had no hair. Like, I, look, first of all, I, I am losing my hair. But people thought that I had, like no hair at all. Like, look at this big thing I got.
2: No, your hair looks good. It's a little puffy. It's all right. You can use a little bit of a haircut.
1: Uh, I'll step away. Look at this. A lot coming in here.
2: (laughs) So, um,
1: as we we head toward Memorial Day weekend, I feel like I've changed my opinion so many times on this. It's worthless. Oh, man. But but I'd love yours. I I don't know, man. I'm... I, my opinion seems to change a lot with whether or not we're going to get the season in, man. I, two weeks ago, I was so certain that this was happening with them talking, and as we head toward the weekend, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not feeling... I'm feeling like 50-50 again. I was on the 60-40 side.
2: Yeah, well, I was like that last week. I uh, I was going through that. I'm still in that, too. I'm still in that like down yeah. mode where I'm not sure a season's going to happen anymore, whereas you know, earlier in, like, April, not not that long ago, even though it feels like about three years ago. Right. In April, I really thought there would be a season, and it would start on July 4th, as we discussed. Yes. But now that it's taken so long for them to get on, like, you know, any sort of page with this proposal, it's like, guys, are we really trying to get a season? Or are, is this all negotiation? Like, it's so hard to say now. Like, I was... uh we have some leverage. Let's try and, you know, see what the players will give us for, you know, if they say, uh, you know, we don't want to have a season. Well, what what are you going to do? Like, you know, negotiation tactic basically. Sure. You now I'm like, I don't know if it's a negotiation tactic or if they're just not coming back to the table. I don't know. There's not like, like with most seasons when you have a, a, a strike, I, I'm sure you remember 94, you of have like a negotiation It's like, you know, it's a back and forth and you realize that, you know, someone they're going to come to the table at some point. But with this, it's like, does coming to the table mean, you know, risking your life? If so, maybe, you know, like I've been saying now is like maybe some players just don't come back. Like until
1: I think that's realistic. I, I think that what's happened is baseball is essentially having to go through the CDC To get everything approved and it's as simple as you and i talking and and we're coming up with some ideas and it all sounds good and they're gonna play and then all of a sudden i think it hit them with the shock of what will actually be required to play and i know that a lot of the money has been discussed too and that is a part of it but i don't even think that they've gotten there yet gray like i think it's like like that memo that came out and and i know that the players union is upset about that that it that was leaked or whatever but with all of the things that are required to try and make this happen. I I, I know the owners are going to say they want to play, but Gray, like, in the end, some, some of these owners are not going to get hurt if they don't play, you know? Like... Yeah. It's like, hey, we don't have to pay the players. Like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. See you next year.
2: And also, I don't know if someone's talked about it or maybe they haven't. I just haven't seen it. But aren't also most of these teams they have insurance? So if they don't play, don't they? Can't they just get back a lot of money in insurance? Where it's like, yeah, so we lose a little uh, bit. You know,
1: you know, from from what I understand, from what I've in the questions that I've asked. Uh, and I, I wasn't given like the specifics of teams, but like I'll give you a team like the Rockies are gonna get hurt very bad. The Rockies are not good and they fill that place up every day and it doesn't matter. They're getting fifty thousand sixty thousand. they're having no fans there whatsoever. If they played a season where they had to play pay the players and have no fans, they'd get crushed. They'd get crushed. They're paying out. You know, an eighty hundred million dollars payroll and not making anything back or whatever they make off their TV contract if there is a TV contract.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: the The Marlins wouldn't get hurt. The Rays probably wouldn't get hurt all that much. The Pirates, ah, ok, you know, we're fine. The right. Red Sox, they'll get hurt, you know? like it's it's those teams that, if there was a season without fans, it would be really hard to or at least they say, from an ownership perspective, it would be hard to absorb. Also,
2: the uh, I think like you know, like you said, the teams that would get hurt. You mentioned a few of them. Like you think about it, like the Red Sox would get hurt, but the Red Sox Red Sox can handle it. Where the, if the Rockies get hurt, can the Rocky Rockies? That's handle true. It? Yeah,
1: I I I maintain now. I've been saying this on the shows. I maintain Arenado never plays one game in Colorado. That's it. As soon as the, I, I think he's traded. The second they can, they cannot pay this guy anymore. That's it. No fans, no revenue, no money. Whatever they were going to get for him before, it is not going to be what it is now. And I think he's gone the second yeah. that they can move him. I, I don't think they, they so, can afford so, it.
2: And he's so irrelevant, too, for whether or not uh, people are going to be watching the Rockies. I mean, yeah, they it like. It's absolutely, like but- absolutely true. Absolutely true. You know, it's oh, like, well, he's
1: their franchise player, but you're 100% right. Are they, is anyone going to lose sleep? Oh, I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Great defender, maybe a Hall of Famer one day, but right. he'd just be like Matt Holiday, you know? Like, it happens. Exactly. Um, all right, great. Well, listen, uh, thank you again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. I wish you a uh, very healthy and safe Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy it with you and your wife, and we'll catch up again uh, next week, okay?
2: Thanks, Craig. Talk to you later.
1: All right, Gray Albright from Rasball with us here. And uh, we'll take a quick time out on Fantasy Sports today. Maybe we should tell Gray about all these great baseball cards that have gone up so significantly. Maybe he has them uh, in his closet. Maybe we shouldn't tell him and just tell him to send them to us so we can make some money. We're going to go through those cards coming up next. An incredible time to be a sports collector. Who would have thought after the crash of the 80s that, that uh, baseball, basketball, football cards are all back in such a big way. We'll go digging for diamonds next, Joe Pizzoppia and I will be back on Fantasy Sports today in just a couple of minutes. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Craig Mish at Sports You can follow my friend Gray Albright at Razzball. We'll be back right after this.
3: Dot com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com
1: Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. And uh, before we wrap up the show today, I want to give some really good investment advice. I'm not a licensed investment advice person per se <laughs> well i couldn't well, tell by that intro but this is I mean, good but sound this is so professional this is this is gonna help you make money you're not gonna have to do anything i'm not a doctor do you like doing I'm that medicine. i feel like i'm an infomercial deal i like making well, money well, yeah, do you like I mean, doing I'm nothing i'm not issues? a doctor
0: of medicine that puts medicine for you to take in your body for medicine but i will tell you this i have this miracle drug i mean that was wow that was that was quite the uh the underwhelming this, intro to this dude. Is
1: for you <laughs> so uh, we, we talked earlier in the show about this. I've been fascinated with the comeback in sports cards. I've, I've dove back into it a little bit, too. Started digging up all my old cards to see what they're worth. Uh, sent some cards in to get graded, some of my old stuff. Uh, because it's really just, it's gotten so hot again. People are buying cards again. They're sitting at home doing nothing, and they want things to open up. They want things to do. They want and, and I've and I've dove back in uh, pretty good on it just to kind of see and and it's amazing to me to see the prices that have gone up so much. Uh, Mike Trout's uh, rookie card sold yesterday, uh, not yesterday, the day before, overnight for nine hundred thousand dollars. His rookie card. Uh, it was only a, a couple hundred thousand. That's still a lot. Only a couple hundred thousand last year went up seven hundred thousand dollars in a year. And so. Uh, the industry is is back in a big way. I don't know if this is permanent. I don't know if it is forever. And the one thing that you could find a lot on YouTube and a lot of great, very intelligent people who talk about cards every day is they're telling you which cards are going up, which cards are really making big moves. And I didn't you know, if you know anything about me, I don't like copying what other people do. I like to do different things and new things and you know, tweak you a little bit in a way that you haven't before. So rather than telling you, that Michael Jordan's cards have gone up, uh, for his rookie cards gone from ten thousand to fifty thousand, or telling you that Shaquille O'Neal's rookie card has gone from fifty dollars to a thousand. These are all things that, in the industry, a lot of people are aware. Basketball cards have gone up a big way, baseball cards have gone up a big way. A lot of it is due to us being home. The other part that has really changed significantly. Is the uh, the the Jordan documentary has brought back a lot of nostalgia for people, and people are gravitating to the old days. And Joe, you mentioned something that I think is spot on: is that in a time where a lot of people are sort of panicking, you want comfort. Everyone has comfort in the old days and in remembering things that were old. When this is over for all of us and we're back out and we're going to sports events and there's fans there, Ah, there's a chance that this could crash again. I don't know if it'll crash like it did back in the late 80s and 90s. I'm not sure. But what I wanted to do here in this segment, Joe, is illustrate just how crazy it has become by showing you three cards in sports that have gone up an astronomical amount of money that are probably sitting in your garage right now that that you thought were probably 20 cents or 30 cents, because honestly, I thought that they were too.
0: Well, one of them I know for a fact I have. In fact, one of them I okay. remember that photo so well because it, it was a cover of a Beckett magazine. You remember Beckett Monthly? It was I the knew. price guy that came out, and I remember that being uh, on the cover of it. So uh, I'm excited to see here. Let's all okay. uh, All right, let's so, the so let's let's, let's
1: get started here. Now, this first card that you're looking at here, is uh, most of you, if you're still paying attention to the show at this point, because we're talking about sports cards, you understand that there are grading companies that are out there that will grade your cards and make your cards a lot more valuable if they're graded a 10. And in this case, uh, we're gonna we're gonna lean on uh, PSA, Professional Sports Authenticator, who uh, you know, have the most material out there. There's other companies that are out there as well, uh, like Beckett and like SGC, They're three companies really that are the primary ones right now that are grading cards. And uh, and I've used all of them before. But for this one, you're looking at a 1990 Hoops card with Sam Vincent on the Orlando Magic, Joe. And, the re- and this is a Gem Mint 10 graded card. And the reason why this card is interesting is because, as you could see in the front, right there, Joe, is Michael Jordan wearing number 12. And, of course, Michael Jordan only wore tw- number 12 for one game. He had his jersey stolen from him on valentine's day so we had to put on the number 12 jersey now joe in all of my years and i had these cards and i collected these cards i never once thought about it or noticed it and not just me but this was considered a little bit of a sort of error card but not to the point where it was something that was so wild because if we go now and we go back and i want you guys to take a look at this People who sent their cards to PSA to get them graded um, as early as March of this year, March of of 2020, Joe, this card has a PSA 10. Because it's a cute card and Michael Jordan's in it, it sold for $36, okay? Bucks, whatever it is, congratulations, you made $15, okay? Now I want you to take a look at this same card that uh, sold this week, Joe. The card is now $100, rated PSA 10. This card uh, yeah. went up $70 in a matter of a month. It's a nothing card. It's well, it's Sam because Vincent's of the Michael Jordan card. fascination. There's a there's a
0: Michael Jordan gear renaissance. I mean, I turned on Good Morning Football the other day on the NFL Network, and Nate Burleson had an old-school Bulls jacket on. It's up and rocking the hat. So, I mean, I haven't seen anybody rock Bulls gear. I mean, barely the Bulls wear it. Barely. So, I mean, that's just stuff you don't see. So we're going through a fascination where everyone's buying up those things. And this is what happens. You know, everyone goes fanatical over something and then it just poof, disappears. But, uh, you know, the funny thing is I remember this card. I think at one point I had it. I don't know if I still do. Sam Vincent's
1: rookie? Sam Vincent's? No,
0: I just, I remember having a bunch of that year of basketball card.
1: And right, that, but but, that but I, I, you don't ever remember seeing Michael Jordan wearing 12 and thinking that he was wearing 12. And I remember and Michael
0: it. Jordan in the car, but I don't remember the 12. Like I could just, you know, I just, because it was Sam I Vincent, don't remember I any just, of it. I probably looked <laughs> and went, Pff. I kind of remember, you know, vaguely Jordan being in the photo. Like, I saw, as soon as I saw the card, I go, oh, yeah, that's the card. I, I remember that card. But the funny part is, in the common cards, I remember a couple of years ago, my parents having a garage sale. I got rid of a ton of commons of old boxes of nothing cards so this segment might infuriate me if a couple other things pop up here okay so we'll see so anyway so far, i mean so far, again and the reason why i
1: bring that card up is because you may have it look i could do a whole segment with you guys and show you a michael jordan card as rookie and show you how much it's gone up and you could you go oh i don't have that card this is something you may have okay it's something you may have in your closet now ungraded the card is only worth a couple bucks. But if you do choose to get it graded, and you do get a 10 out of this, or maybe so even Walt a 9— The
0: graded system is you send the card away, they grade it, send it back to you. That's basically that, that's it. That's correct. And, it it takes, you almost and sometimes like a certificate it can take some time. And it's no, a certificate.
1: It, no. It, it, well, it goes in a case, and it gets encased, like you, I like you saw in the picture there. Yeah. Right, okay, gotcha. Okay, just like this one right here. So this is Bo Jackson's 1990 scorecard. I mean, the second you look at this card, you got to think that you had it at some point in your collection yeah. if you collected cards, okay? This is card number 697. This is graded 10. This is what it looks like in the case. A mint 10 Bo Jackson 1990 score. This is him uh, basically posing with the football gear and with the baseball bat. And uh, Joe, without a doubt, at some point, if you collected cards, you probably didn't give two bleeps about this card, but you probably had it at some point in your... I have almost right? certainty that it's in this right behind me. I just pulled a Craig Mish. I literally just
0: bent over... Yeah, but you don't have here. the card. What? And you I, just showed me a book. I'm telling you, in this book, that card exists.
1: I, I almost How guarantee... Long do we give Joe Pia here? We're not
0: going to give him that long because I'm not Craig Mish, where everything is just right at my fingertips every time. I was like... Oh, really? Would you like uh perhaps a, a warm beverage or maybe a coffee All or right, listen, or while maybe you're maybe looking for the card, car? I'm gonna go look for this one because I saw how much this one's worth. So you While
1: while Joe's looking for the card, let's take a look at this guys. Uh this on March thirty first of this year, this is less than two months ago, if you say if you have this card and you got it graded by PSA as a ten, Actually, it's worth more than I ever would have thought as $69. I mean, that is, I, I never thought that this card was worth a cent. But but look, if you got lucky enough to have it and you kept it mint and you got it graded and you got a 10, $69 is a good amount of money for a card that is worthless. So I would have said even at this time, go in your closet, go see if you have it. You made yourself, you know, 50 60 bucks after you get it graded. But wait. But wait, now, there's take a, more. Take a look at this. Mark McGuire broke <laughs> this. this car. This is the same exact card graded, PSA 10, last night on eBay, sold for $250. Somebody the same card. The time I sent
0: a good card like this to be graded, by the time it comes back to me, the I would have lost money on this. Why did like. this card go up? Because it's got a hologram. We got a mark $180 in a month. Sammy Sosa rookie card with the hologram. There's a piece of his jock strap on the back of the card. You can't. There's only 7,000 left. You have to call now. You have to call now in order I, to get I, just,
1: it. It, I can't fathom this one. This I, is my all-time dream come
0: true. I, I never thought you would it. be a home shopping network uh, for cards. Oh, are we going to sell samurai swords next? Because that, I think, is... Ginsu knives. <laughs> All right. So so
1: here's the last one. So during the last dance, they showed a video of ESPN getting ready to have a new documentary. It's the chase for the 60 home runs with with uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. So take a look at this. This is a 1990 upper deck Sammy Sosa rookie card. Uh, a month ago, worthless. A fifty cents, twenty-five cents, a dollar. Sosa's rookie cards are, you know, some of them. A leaf is worth something. He has a Donner's card that's wait, worth a few wait, bucks. Wait,
0: which which is this, Sammy Sosa? Which rookie card? 1990
1: what? Upper Deck. This is a gem mint ten. Uh, and now let's go to uh, this is from PSA's population report. A PSA ten, March 14th, five dollars. You got it graded. You spent ten bucks, and it's worth less than what you graded for, five dollars. Okay. Now take a look at what this sold for last night on eBay, $100. From $5 to 100 only wow. because ESPN announced that they're going to have a documentary just like Michael Jordan. It's the only reason why this went up. I can't think of any other reason. Sammy Sosa's uh, card went from 5 to 100 in less than a month. I can't and think, you think probably of probably have much. it somewhere. I'm looking. I'm looking through the stacks. You're not I'm doing looking. well. This is a epic
0: Well, here's the thing. Part. You, I mean, Joe going got, through his book during the show. I have got this Sammy Sosa rookie. Sammy Sosa rookie it. card. It's, that's, uh, right, that's right. That's right here. here. Sammy Sosa rookie
1: card. Anyway, while got Joe got this Sammy
0: Sosa part, rookie so. card, where's the upper deck? That's my question. Did you steal it from me? Is that how you got it on the air?
1: Listen, while Joe goes through his his cards, he's got all weekend long here on Memorial Day. We'll do this segment again next week. I want to thank all of you for watching all week. Uh, wish all of you guys a fun weekend. Uh, always remember what Memorial Day means. It means we're honoring our servicemen for sure. Thanks again to uh, Gray Albright for coming on the show. Of course, thanks to our uh, great producer and our producing staff this weekend, uh, Brett and Danny for doing such a great job with our show and the graphics, and Ryan for editing the show as well. You can catch Joe this weekend on Diamond Bets. You can catch me on the weekend edition of Fantasy Sports Today, and of course, we'll be right back here on Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern for another edition of the show. I hope you find I hope you find some gold. If not, we'll find some for you next week. That'll do. Right, Talk to you again this weekend for another edition of Fantasy Sports Today. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, everybody. See you.